0: Hello, my awesome avocados, and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. I have missed you, but it's been a tough week. I will have to say that. Um, I am your super cool and super honest host, Melissa, and we're going to follow up on last week's episode because I think it's super important and I think it's needed. Um, I did not really receive the reactions that I thought I was going to receive. I didn't really have like a set of expectations, but it just didn't seem to land the way I intended it to land. And that Was part of what made this week so difficult for me because not only did I have to process and replenish my energy from the fact that I poured so much out to begin with, I also had to contend with the fact that the message was not landing the way that I intended it to. And it's not to say that people were having negative reactions, but the reactions that they were having were reactions that. I felt my audience, my particular audience would not have. Um, So I'll explain what I mean by all of that in a few minutes. But I do want to say that today I am feeling a lot better. Um, At the time of this recording, it is Monday evening, which means that by the time you listen to this, it'll be Tuesday morning, as usual. Uh, And you know, as of today, I found myself feeling a lot better. Um, And I came to some very important realizations over the weekend. And they were definitely crucial in shifting my perspective on my, my own personal journey and the follow up and the reactions that I received. And a lot of it comes down to just where we are as a whole and where society still continues to be as a whole and it also goes to to show that there're still some people who are still in that process of like that personal development you know everybody's in their own journey basically and not everybody is at the level that I'm at some people are ahead some people are behind, and there's still, you know, some confusion. There's still things that need to be discussed. There's still things that need to be resolved. So, you know, I, I kind of started to realize that the reactions that I, were, I was receiving was a result of that. And I'm pretty sure there is either a little ladybug or a little beetle on my window. So I'm going to go handle that really quickly. Oh, that poor little buggy. I'm pretty sure it was probably a ladybug. It had the shape of a ladybug, but I couldn't really tell the color of it. So um, either way, I unfortunately killed it. So um, that happened and it sucks, but... I don't deal with bugs very well. So it had to go. It was either me or the bug. And I chose the bug. So I was saying that today I was feeling a lot better. And part of it was the realization that I had over the weekend. And I do also want to add that The realizations that I had opened up the door to some really awesome conversations. And the conversations that I had, I actually had two conversations today, Um, two longer conversations and one mini conversation, so to speak. But the two full conversations that I had was with two of my amazing friends, and both of them are just phenomenal ladies, and I trust them so, so much. And the level of trust that I have with these two women is just, they know so much. Um, One of them knows a little more of my past and the other knows more of my present. So if I didn't have both of them, I wouldn't be able to navigate and explore both aspects of what was in what was affecting me. I wouldn't be able to navigate and explore both aspects of last week's episode where I talked about my my past and I brought it into my future, or my present, I should say. Um, so having the two conversations with both of them, and to see that the same message came out of those conversations was really interesting especially since you think that there would be two different parts that kind of merge together and then like you see the whole big picture. But I found that on both sides of the scenario, Mm -hmm. the message that I intended to put out there was actually in both sides. And so it kind of in a way added a little bit to my frustration, but at the same time, it, it affirmed what I knew to be true. And it, it affirmed what I knew in my heart that was the message that I had originally intended. So it affirmed everything that I knew to be true in my heart, basically. So I was actually grateful for having those conversations and um it pretty much led me to the conclusion that i am on the right track that everything that i've done is on purpose that it has purpose and that i need to keep going and that i need to continue to be open and honest and vulnerable so it was definitely crucial to today's episode that i had those conversations and yeah it was it was definitely crucial to this episode and you'll see how it all ended up tying together so first i want to go into the reactions so basically so All right, let me just start with the reactions and then I guess we'll just kind of go from there. I want to like kind of just outright say it, but at the same time, I feel like if I just outright said what was on my mind, it still wouldn't be like I would still have to explain it. So it might just be easier to explain it first, but I don't know. Basically, there's a downside to vulnerability. I found that. After I posted that episode and after I was super vulnerable and super own, like open and honest, it wasn't really received the way that I thought it was going to be. And it goes to show that there's still a downside to vulnerability, that there's still this idea behind vulnerability that needs to shift and that needs to be looked at differently. And so... When I posted that episode, the first the first comment that I received about it, like the first person to reach out to me and and say something about it, it was the most positive comment I had ever thought I was going to receive. In fact, I didn't even think I was going to receive anything like that, and it was my friend Stan Uh, Shout out to Stan. Thank you so, so much because you've reached out to me on two different episodes that I didn't think were going to land. And to see that you received the message is so awesome. And I'm so grateful that you not only received the message, but you gave me the feedback about it and you like shared your thoughts. So shout out to you. Super grateful for you, bud. Um, and so Stan's perspective, um, he basically said that he was blown away by how open and vulnerable I was and that it was refreshing to see somebody just really like let it all out there and be that open about something, especially about something so personal. And so, you know, like from the heart, basically, like you're talking about this is a part of me, this is a huge part of my life. And I shared that. And I put it out there for people to just understand where I'm coming from and what my journey has been like. Um So his reaction and his comment on that was just, it was so heartwarming and so needed. And I, I honestly was like, I did it. I did it. Someone got it. And that's all I needed. If one person walked away understanding where I was coming from and understanding me a little bit more, that is all I need. But then the following happened. I received two different messages. And the question that I received was, are you okay? And I was like, of course I'm okay. Like, why wouldn't I be okay? And then I realized that they heard my podcast. And I was like, wait, so because I was vulnerable and because I was crying in an episode and because I was emotional, I'm not okay? And I was like, how is that even a thought? Like, why would I not be okay? When at the end of the episode, I clearly expressed a sense of gratitude and peace and freedom and just like a profound transformational point in my journey. And I was like, this is what I needed to release. This is what I needed to get out. So why wouldn't I be okay? Because I cried? Because I got emotional? And then I realized that we still have this idea that being emotional is a bad thing, that being emotional and vulnerable at that level means that we're still struggling, that we're still experiencing, you know, signs of depression or anxiety. And it was like, it felt like being vulnerable was just a terrible thing. And like, oh, it must have been so hard. And like, I was just like, yeah, it was hard but it's not terrible. It's not a bad thing that I let these emotions out. It was healing for me. It was just, again, it was transformative. And it was just a a moment for me where I got to share with my audience a feeling of peace, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of freedom, a feeling of just allowing something new into my life that I wouldn't have done a year ago. And then on top of that were the feelings of like doubt and fear and this expectation that I had set up for myself that was probably like just a wild expectation to begin with. So the first thing that happened, or the first thing that I thought to myself that, you know, my internal dialogue, my internal monologue was, okay, Melissa, you healed that thing. You you shared that podcast. You were open. You were vulnerable. Like, you were going to be rewarded. Like, you basically – expressed gratitude and that you were open and that you're allowing new things to come into your life. That's going to collapse the timeline. Everything is going to unfold and you're finally going to like start to see those, those shifts and changes and, you know, miracles that you prayed for. And none of that happened. The timeline didn't collapse. Things didn't fall into place. I didn't receive those moments of clarity, what I got was more struggle and what I got was more resistance and I was avoiding things again. And what I got was just this battle within myself of why did you do that? Why did you do that? Obviously it didn't work. And again, receiving those messages of, are you okay? Just kind of Affirmed the belief that it wasn't working. And I was just like, that's not true, though. And then there was the fear that the person or people that I mentioned in the episode, the people that I was talking about in the episode, would listen and they would know that the walls are down they would know that I was open, they would know that I was vulnerable, they would know how I feel, and they would have all of this knowledge of where I am today, of why I've been struggling, and they would pull away. Or what's even worse is that I, all of this leaves me exposed, all of this leaves me like open and vulnerable, And another fear is that they won't even see it, that they won't even know, that they can't see me for me. I worried about what they would think. I worried that they would run because it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to know. It's a lot to be revealed. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like at this point, I just don't know what else to do or to say, but that was like the big one and now everything is going to pretty much get like shot to shit. And then, so all of those emotions just started sitting and they started like just like really just settling in there. And I realized it got to the point where I was literally like beyond crisis mode. It got to the point where I was so stressed out, where I was so emotional, where I was so at the highest point of resistance. And I know I've said this before that, oh, I'm at the highest point of resistance. Oh, I'm at the highest point of resistance. But this was it it got to the point where I reached my personal DEFCON 1. And my personal DEFCON 1, if you know anything about DEFCONs, DEFCON 5 is like low, um, you know, low concerned, low risk. Um, DEFCON 4, DEFCON 3, 2 and 1. Like DEFCON 1 is basically like nuclear war is on the horizon. Like everything is about to explode. We're just going to be like, you know, it, on the brink of war, basically, or on the brink of just explosion and all of that stuff. So I reached my personal DEFCON 1. And when I get there, I do a thing. And it's always the same thing. And it's always something that two weeks later, I literally regret it. And I have to spend a ton of money trying to fix what I did. My DEFCON 1 is I dye my hair red. Do not ask why. To this day, I still don't know why, but for whatever reason, there is something about the color red. And every time I hit DEFCON 1, I dye my hair red. And you're probably all thinking, well, what's wrong with red? Red is a pretty color. Ask any hairstylist. There are two colors Two colors that are always the most difficult to get out, that require the most processing, that require just a shit ton of work and a shit ton of money to fix. Red and black. Two very, very difficult colors. Very difficult. Red because it has a tendency to turn several shades of orange if you can even get it out at all. Um, and then even when you do get the RNG result, it's so brassy and so coppery that you have to bleach it again until you kind of get a warmer color that even then, like, it just – it takes a while to fully get the red out. And the same thing with black. Like, it's just very, very difficult to get out, obviously. So that – being said, I always end up regretting my decision two weeks later because I know it's a decision based on, again, crisis or you know, a situation that I felt was out of my control. And I do this thing. I dye my hair red. I'm like, fuck my life once I'm past that moment. And once I'm starting to feel better again, I'm like, what did I do? And then I have to go and then I have to get two boxes of color correction or color oops. as I, it's It's called color oops and it's basically like a color remover. And I usually have to get like one to two bottles of that and a new color hair dye. And because I'm very indecisive, I usually end up buying two different shades of boxed hair dye to pick from. And it's just this whole... Draw not process. And so it does a lot of damage to my hair. It does a lot of damage to my bank account. And it's just not a very fun process once I get past the initial point of DEF CON one. And so we hit that this weekend. And I, go- I went to the store and I was looking at the hair dye colors and I was like, I want to go dark for the fall. And finally, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go dark. And my original intention was to pick a nice, chocolate brown or even like a nice like brown with like a hint of like that reddish color to it. Um, but nothing like majorly red, just something that would be a nice full color. That was my intention. But again, I had been resisting so much and avoiding actually having the conversations around the downside of vulnerability that I saw a color that was called Lotus Berry. And it was this very nice shade of what looked to be like a burgundy with like tints of purple in it. So it looked more on the like really nice reddish purple side. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And what I got was just a dark red. And I remember looking at it in the mirror and thinking, what the actual fuck did I just do? And yet I ran with it and I posted it on Instagram and a lot of people liked the hair color and I was like, all right, maybe I could live with this, but I also know myself and I may just, I may end up taking it back, but at the same time, maybe not. We'll see. But the point of all of this was for me to basically say, I got to a moment where I once again was not processing my emotions. I was not processing the feelings. I was not processing the the fact that my message just did not land the way I intended it to. And I had to contend with The fact that I did all of this to be vulnerable. I did all of this to be honest with people. I did all of this to heal, to move forward, to shift, and none of that happened. So it was very hard. And I want to talk about the comment today that my friend Chad, if you remember Chad from a previous episode, actually said and he said that it's definitely a good top well he said this is a good topic. Uh people think that he's crazy or losing it all the time because he has no walls. Um you know his vulnerability is his closest friend and his worst enemy and that he prefers transparency. But people either want him to be transparent or they don't want it at all and they end up choosing the like the sugar coated version, you know? Um, and then other people just look at it as, you know, being weird, or sometimes people just end up saying, oh, well, you know what? I'd rather you had said this, this, and this instead of like the actual truth. And it's just like, but why? Why are we so afraid of the truth? Why are we so afraid of the vulnerability? Why are we so afraid of the emotion? Why has it still come down to not being able to express our truths? When did it get to the point that being emotional was still basically like signaling that, oh, that person's depressed because they're being emotional and they're like sad all the time or they're dealing with like, sadness and they're struggling and their posts are you know very emotional so they must be going through a depressive episode again really what if the reason why i was processing my emotions the reason why i was going through this the reason that i was talking about it was because i had the emotional intelligence and the personal awareness to understand my feelings to acknowledge them to shift them and to let people know that this is the truth behind the matter, that it's not just what people see on the surface. It's what's beneath that. It's what's the truth. It's what's underneath that specific emotion. My sadness is caused by something. My anxiety is caused by something. My fear is caused by something. And my goal is not to just acknowledge the emotion. My goal is to get to the root of the problem, the root of the thing that caused that emotion to happen in the first place, so that I can acknowledge that, heal what needs to be healed, and work on getting to the point where it doesn't trigger me in the future that's emotional intelligence, that's personal development, that's what we do. But most people don't do that because they focus on the actual emotion itself. Oh, this person is sad. Oh, this person is having a tough time. We gotta get to the root of the problem. We gotta get to the trigger. We gotta get to working on shifting that and healing that and getting to the point where, it doesn't trigger us as bad as anymore and if it does trigger us we have the tools and resources and capacity to move through it faster or to move through it with ease and that was the intention that i had for that podcast that was the intention that i had for for sharing that with people because i wanted people to know that it was no longer about the fact that someone broke my heart. It was no longer about the fact that somebody had left me. It was about the fact that when that person came back, all those feelings came flooding back and I realized that I still needed to heal a part of that. I still needed to heal because if I was okay, I wouldn't have derailed that much. I wouldn't have put back on the 25 pounds that I lost and then some. I wouldn't have gone through what I went through for almost a year to the point where I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. That moment, that meeting with that person was a reflection of the work that I still needed to do for myself. And the new person? the person that has come into my life, that was a reflection of what happens when you do the work, of the amazing results, the amazing miracles, the amazing blessings that come into your life when you do the work and you allow the healing and you get to the point where you start to believe in yourself again, you start to believe in life again, you start to believe in whatever spiritual you know, what? whatever your spirituality is, you start to believe, you start to come back into yourself, you start to awaken to your truth. And you start to express yourself and your needs and your desires. And it's just this amazing feeling. And I needed to share both aspects of that so that people understand just how far I came in the last year. And it was sad that, you know, that, that message just didn't seem to, to hit. So I was setting up this expectation for myself and I thought that because I did this, because I freed myself from, you know, that, that past flame, that plast or the the idea of the twin flame. I thought that because I freed myself from the that bond and I freed myself from that person that my new story would unfold, that the timeline would collapse and everything would, you know, finally reveal itself. And I would either have my happily ever after, or I would at least have some clarity or there would be some like progression where we'd reach like some sort of resolution. I don't know. But I had this idea that things were going to happen and things were going to happen fast and they didn't. And I remember at one point in that week, I said a prayer and I remember saying, I feel like I'm dying inside. I feel like giving up. I feel like just letting it all go and just saying, fuck everything. And it even got to the point where I was once again mad at God and I was like, fuck you, God. And then something else happened and I was like, oh, I was like, all right. So it really is like, fuck Melissa and fuck her life. Like, okay, cool. Like I just felt so unseen and I felt like all the work that I had done, this entire podcast, this this entire journey, all the weight loss, all the healing, I felt like all of the stuff that I had done was for nothing, because I had nothing. And I forgot to look at everything around me. So here I am sitting with these feelings of nothing's happening, nothing's working, everything is going nowhere, people didn't even understand the message of my podcast, everybody's asking me if I'm okay people are acting like i'm still depressed and nobody understands nobody sees nobody gets it i wanted to quit the podcast i wanted to stop doing my podcast i wanted to give up on everything i even I even said to myself what's the point of praying if god can't even answer a prayer about me losing a pound or two i had a goal set for the week I had a goal set for the, for last week to lose an additional three pounds. And I've done it before. I've lost three pounds in a week before I've lost four pounds in a week before. And I said, God, I just want to be closer to my goal. I just want to finally hit 145. I just want to lose four pounds by the end of the week. And the end of the week came and I weighed myself and I was still stuck at the same number that I had been stuck at for like the last week. And I said, God can't even answer a fucking prayer about weight loss. So why should I keep on praying? (laughs) And if you're wondering about the moment where it all changed, the moment where it shifted, I can't tell you the exact moment, but I remember yesterday, or was it Saturday? I remember this weekend, I was sitting with the thought and I was like, Why do I keep saying I feel like I'm dying inside? Because I'm not. It's not that bad. Like, what is it that's making me feel this way? What is it that's making that thought stand out in my head so much? And why is it a persistent thought? So after asking myself this question and asking myself why this particular thought kept on coming up in my head, why was this idea in my head. Because again, it wasn't true. I was like, but it's not that bad. Like, you know, it's it's not to that point. And then I realized this was an internal battle. And I'm not going to talk too much about it because I do actually have a guest who um, also had a similar experience. And we decided that we're going to you know, talk about it on an episode, uh, a future episode. But I am going to share at least the small portion of it because it's still relevant to to the podcast and it's relevant to this moment. And what I realized was there was a huge internal battle going on in my head still, but not only in my head, but in like my heart and soul. It was just a full internal battle And the internal battle was with old Melissa and new Melissa. And old Melissa was tied to that past part of me. The part of me that was still, the part of me that lived through that experience with the the twin flame. The part of me that was in a constant state a perpetual state of fear and doubt and, you know, of just not being able to take a risk and not being able to be open. Um, You know, like I was in this, the walls were so, so high up, right? Old Melissa just had her walls up. She had her guard up. She was doing everything possible to protect my heart from ever feeling that way again, for from ever feeling that pain again. Her job was to protect my heart. Her job was to make sure I never felt this way again, because that was the declaration I made to myself. She was doing her job. I literally said to myself after him, after that emotionally abusive relationship, that I never wanted to feel this way again, that I never wanted to let anybody make me feel this way again and so my ego stepped in and anytime somebody remotely came close and it it wasn't just men i'm talking about friends and family and and you know like sisters and mentors anytime somebody came remotely close to opening that emotion and opening that wound, my ego shut it down because I didn't want to relive that pain. I didn't want to relive those moments. I didn't want to relive those triggers. And so i resisted it and I refused it and I wouldn't let anybody in because letting somebody in, letting a mentor help me meant that I would have to relive that emotion. And my ego promised i made i inadvertently made a soul contract within myself to never feel that way again and how many times do we see it happen in society right we we don't want to feel certain emotions society tells us oh you shouldn't feel this you shouldn't feel that like this is bad this is that and so we take those beliefs on we take those things on we take on those ideas and we start thinking to ourselves okay well I shouldn't let anybody emotionally abuse me. I shouldn't let anybody take advantage of me. Even the idea of somebody not responding to you right away, that means they're not interested. We have closed ourselves off to healing. We have closed ourselves off to the idea of holding space for people, of allowing, of building trust and communication and true emotional intelligence with people. We've thrown, of that, we've thrown all of that away. And I was doing the same thing. So old Melissa refused to process emotions because it was just bad. Society tells you being emotional is bad. You can't be too emotional because people will think you're weak. You can't be too emotional because people will think you're still depressed. You can't be too emotional because this, that, and the other thing. So many different reasons why you can't be emotional. And then I was like, but I'm not healing shit if I can't do that. I am not serving myself if I can't do that. I'm not allowing Anybody in my life, if I can't do that, and if I want a relationship, and if I want a partner, and if I want somebody to see me, I gotta let the walls come down. And so I realized that the reason why I was saying that I was dying on the inside was because my ego was dying. Old Melissa was dying because new Melissa had come to the surface knew melissa the version of me that was healed the version of me that trusted god that trusted a guy again that trusted her sisters that trusted her mentor to help her through this and to heal was getting stronger and i was becoming more aware of my emotions and i was learning how to process them in a healthy way And I was learning how to let somebody in. And I was letting the walls come down. And every time this happened, I got stronger and I was happier. But every time this happened, it meant that old Melissa couldn't exist anymore. Old Melissa couldn't be present here. Because old Melissa didn't believe in that shit. Old Melissa didn't even believe in God. She barely believed in God. She struggled with her spiritual journey this entire time. But the version of me that is healed trusts in her spiritual guidance. She trusts in that part of her life. She trusts that aspect completely. And she knows that there's a process and there's a plan and there's a time and space for everything. And it doesn't have to be right away. It doesn't have to be now. In fact, the more we allow it to happen on universal time and not on our time, the faster the timeline collapses. But when we try to control it and when we try and navigate it and when we try and put it on our time, that's when it doesn't happen. That's the resistance. And so... I realized that this huge battle was going on, that, you know, that feeling of dying on the inside was literal and metaphorical at the same time, because it was my ego. It was that old version of me that was in fact dying. And it's hard to share this and express this because I know a lot of people may not understand it. And a lot of people may think it's also harsh. You know, a lot of people like, Oh, why can't you just say you're transforming or you're shifting? Like you said, or you're like growing and evolving. And I could, but that's not my truth. My truth is she has to die. I have to let her go. She can't exist here anymore if I'm going to really believe that everything I want is on the other side of that fear. Everything that I want is on the other side of that resistance because the one who keeps resisting is her. So in order for me to move past it, in order for me to shift it, she has to die. And it's unfortunate to say that a part of yourself needs to pretty much not exist, but that's my reality. That's my truth of it. And so I needed to allow it and I needed to release it and I needed to let that happen. And what was interesting about it was, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I shared this concept with two people. I shared it with two of my sisters who both pretty much had similar experiences. And again, their verbiage, their their expression behind it was different. One of them did call it a transformation. And she said that she felt like it was, you know, that she was in kind of like a Phoenix state, you know, a rise from the ashes. And another one who is you know my my sister, who is going to, my friend slash sister, who is going to be on the podcast once we work everything out. She called it. Um, oops, I lost it. She calls it belief wars. I'm pretty sure she said. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she called it belief wars. And it's true, right? Because it's a war between old beliefs and new beliefs. But for me, like, like I said, I had to call it what it is for me. And it's the death of that version of myself. And what it's doing is it's giving new life to the new version of Melissa. And a lot of people may not get it. And a lot of people may think this is fucking woo-woo as shit. And that's fine. That's, you know, that's your, your way of looking at it. But again, it's important for me to acknowledge that that was what's needed for me to shift my mindset this weekend and for me to come back in a space of knowing and trusting and allowing. And when I had this conversation with both of them, something came up that I know I had mentioned earlier in one of my podcast episodes, and it was just that friendly little reminder of why I was doing what I was doing, of why I started this podcast in the first place. And I remembered saying that one of my main goals in this was to hold space for people to be able to truly express themselves and to hold space for conversations that we haven't been able to have, to be that voice for those who feel like they can't express themselves like my main goal was to hold that space and i realized that old melissa was not capable of holding space and that this is all part of the new version of me and in the process of holding space not only for myself but for others it's in this process that trust grows, that communication grows, that love can grow. It's in this process where all of that happens. And so I needed that reminder to remember that, yeah, like it was so needed. And I'm a totally different person because I can hold that space now and I'm becoming a master at it. And, you know, she also mentioned this idea of feeling disconnected with yourself, right? Like when you suppress your feelings and you suppress your emotions, you get to a point where you're disconnected and it's hard to even identify the feelings. And I was like, yes, but it gets worse. Like, The more that you suppress your emotions, the more that you allow that to happen, you not only get disconnected from yourself and from your feelings, you become disconnected from reality. And this is the part that nobody talks about. This is the shit that nobody talks about. You're literally disconnecting yourself from reality because you've convinced yourself of this crazy story, of this crazy idea, of this crazy belief that's not even yours. You adopted somebody else's belief and made that your truth. how crazy is that? Like you distorted your own reality by taking on somebody else's belief and by not discovering your own truth in this process. And I added to that by saying we become so locked into the idea of the transformation That sometimes, you know, I I basically told her the same thing, that sometimes we have to accept that there's a part of us that actually needs to die. And like I said, I didn't want to say that because I felt like it was harsh. So even though in her way, she still looked at it as the transformation, in my opinion, and again, this is my truth and that's what makes it so amazing is that I get to express my truth. The transformation wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me to transform something. It wasn't enough for me to shift it. I had to go to the extreme in order for me to truly, truly move past it. I had to go to the extreme and that's okay. And that's part of the process. That's part of my process and it's what worked. And the reason why I needed to follow up with all of this today was because I needed to share the downside of vulnerability. I needed to share that all the things, all the reactions, those reactions that I received of, are you okay? Or is everything okay? Like, oh my God, that must've been so hard. And I can't believe you did that. Like thoughts like that I'm not saying that they need to completely go away, but I'm saying that we need to start working on those because words have impact. And especially words like that, they have impact. Those words, those questions literally made me doubt what I did that day. It made me question my own podcast. It made me question like my own ability to tell the truth, to share my truth. And I was like, should I even be doing this at all? We need to start shifting these ideas around vulnerability, around honesty, around self-expression, around transformation, around personal development, around emotional intelligence. We need to shift all of this and we need to start doing the work. And it, it goes deeper and you can see why mental health is such a huge issue in the world today because we have thoughts like this. We, we literally ingrain these thoughts into people's heads that it's not okay to be vulnerable, that it's not okay to be emotional, that it's not okay to express your truth, that it's not okay to share parts of yourself that need to be shared we do this to people and then we wonder why they go through what they go through when they're having this internal struggle with themselves because they adopted a belief that somebody else created they adopted a belief that wasn't theirs we wonder we wonder and the answer was literally in the comments of that podcast So it starts with us. It starts with how we look at things. And to think that I almost broke my promise. (laughs) I made a promise to be open. I made a promise to stay open. And I made that promise for a reason, but not only that, it goes beyond who I made the promise to because it also goes beyond, it it goes to the promise that I made to myself as well. Yeah, I made a promise to someone who's helped me tremendously in such a short amount of time, somebody who has held space for me and allowed me to really express myself, encouraged me to keep going, encouraged me to Do it anyway, to be brave, to be bold, to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be open. Somebody encouraged all of that in me and I'm forever grateful for them. Seriously, like there is just no amount of words to express how much all of that means to me and what it's done for me and who I've become because of it. But if it wasn't for all of that, the promise that I made to them, it was the least I could do because they showed me that it was okay to express myself. They showed me that it was okay. They created a safe space for me to do it. And to say to them, I promise to stay open was like the bare minimum. I had to not only... Do it for them, I had to do it for myself too, because that meant I had to show up every single day. But you know what? It became easy. It became easy because they gave me the courage and the strength to do so. But it was in those moments of doubt that it becomes hard again. It becomes in those moments, it was in those moments of resistance that it became hard again. But when I was reminded of that, and when I was reminded of why I'm doing what I'm doing, when I was reminded of the space that I've held for myself and the space that I've held for others, it became clear again. And it meant that I get to uphold my promise. And it meant that I get to keep going forward. And I can only hope that I continue to make this person proud in some small way I really hope they're proud of me and I'm going to honor that promise like nothing's going to change that. I'm going to honor that promise. So I'm going to continue to stay open. I'm going to continue to be vulnerable downside or not. I've done the work and now the rest of us kind of need to catch up. So that's all I got for today. Uh, Stay tuned for next time. I'm not sure exactly when my next guest will be on. I am coordinating that with her so we can schedule the discussion. And um, it's definitely going to be a great episode because we're going to talk more about like that internal battle because I think it's super important. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned. I'll let you know when that's going to be. This has been another super emotional episode of the Motivation Burrito And I will see you all on Friday. Have a great week. Don't run away from your emotions. Allow them, process them, feel them. It's okay. And speak your truth, people. Like do what's best for you. And if that means letting go of some parts of yourself that just don't vibe with you anymore, that's okay. We're growing. We're transforming. We're evolving. We're becoming new people. We're becoming new versions of ourselves. And the right people are going to be with you every step of the way. And I've learned that. And if nothing else, you got me. I'm here for you. I'm here for it. I'm here for emotional intelligence. I'm here for vulnerability and for openness and honesty. Like it is what I love. It is what I do. And I can hold space for that. So have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with me this long. And once again, I am your host, Melissa. This is an episode of The Motivation Burrito. Follow us on Instagram at The Motivation Burrito. Like us on Facebook, The Motivation Burrito Podcast, and just website coming soon. So you'll be able to check that out soon as well. I'm super excited for all the stuff that is coming and continues to you know, happen and all the things that we continue to do. So yeah, let's just keep this going, man. Um, I love each and every one of you avocados. I love you all and have a great week. I will be back on Friday.